Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earn, and today we break down week 32 of this crazy Premier League season. Arsenal have to fight back from a two-goal deficit at home against bottom of the league side Southampton to rescue a draw, 3-3. Newcastle smashed Tottenham 6-1 to give themselves some distance in the top four race. Liverpool beat Nottingham Forest 3-2, Forest sit in 19th and haven't won their last 11 matches. Leicester win, Leeds lose, and Everton draws. The relegation battle continues to be tight. And we look at the results from the two semi-final FA Cup rounds. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Well, good stuff, mate, as ever. What a weekend started on, on, on a Friday night football uh, and took us through to, to Sunday. We got one day off and then we got a mad midweek coming up with the biggest game of the season in there. Um, but let's rewind, mate. Let, let's rewind to Friday. Friday night football mm. at the Emirates. Top versus bottom, Arsenal versus Southampton. I wasn't working this one. I had a couple of things I had to do in errands and running. So I was kind of you know, picking up a bit of the game and watching a little bit on my phone and hearing some things. And I'm thinking, 2-0 uh, down, what? Can't quite believe it. 3-1 down, what? Can't quite believe it. We're, we're two or three minutes to, to go. And I think you said at the top of the show, Rob, uh, Arsenal rescue a draw, 3-3. And I'm kind of thinking, rescue a draw... Doesn't sound great in terms of where Arsenal were coming into the game, but based on some of the facts and what we saw and how it ended up, in the end they probably were pleased to get the point. I know late on, I think it was the um, Trossard shot went over the top and maybe with many Arsenal fans were hoping for one of those dramatic, emotional kind of endings that we've seen. But final whistle blows, it's a point of peace not the way that Arsenal would have wanted to go into the game against Man City, coming off the back of two two, two draws where they'd gone ahead in those games, Robin, couldn't hang on. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's quite remarkable. I think, I think everybody thought, Rob, us too included, that this was a chance for Arsenal to get a good victory at home, get the feel-good factor back, of course, after the game uh, last Sunday, wasn't it, against uh, West Ham United, it was 2-2. Before that, they drew a Liverpool 2-2. Yeah. And the Liverpool 2-2... Um, kind of understandable, frustrating because they were two 0 up, and, and mm. uh, when you're two 0 up, you hope to go on and win it. But Liverpool at Anfield, okay, that, that that wasn't ideal, but it was a point. You're disappointed with the the game against West Ham United, but this Rob, when you start putting things these together, you know, you talk about blip, you talk about well, that's okay, then well, that's a little bit worrying. Mm. This this was something different, and I, I, when I'm watching it, Rob, at two 0 I'm like th- th- this feels like a collapse from Arsenal. Their game's fallen yeah. apart. Yeah, there's a couple of players that weren't playing. We know that Saliba's a big, big miss for this team now. The longer it goes on without him in the side, his effect becomes more and more. Um, Fabio Vieira played in midfield. Granit Xhaka, I think, took ill. Rob just before the game or the day before training yeah. couldn't play. Yeah, yeah. Vieira struggled to come into that midfield position. And also, to add to this as well, is Ruben Sellers, the manager of Southampton, Rob, the day before, I watched the press conference, Yeah. basically said, we're going to go there and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna press high, we're going to try and win the ball high and score mm. goals. Well, I know yeah. that Arteta would have prepared and stuff, and, but, but that's what they said they were going to do. And to be fair, they did it, Rob. Southampton pressed yeah. them, they yeah. won the ball back from, the, from the, 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 the very first unexplainable error from Aaron Ramsdale, Rob, that, you know... 
I, I don't know the, the mindset. I tell you what, Rob. I'll just throw it back to you on this one because yeah. we, um, you know, when, when we're in the studio, we get pictures for everywhere, of course, and we showed. Yeah. It, I think we showed it at half time that the, the Arsenal players in the tunnel before coming out were laughing, Rob, and having a little giggle, and Ramsdale was giggling yeah. with Andre yeah. and a couple of players. I mean, mm. I, I'm not I'm not throwing a lot onto that, but some. I tell you what, it, it was interesting because you had Martin Odegaard, captain at the front of the group. Deadly yeah. serious, looking straight ahead, focused, mm. and then the three players behind that were kind of laughing and joking around. And then when Ramsdale makes the mistake, maybe I'm adding two and two and getting whatever number. But um, you, you always, I think you always take a look at the the, the look of the players yeah. in the you tunnel know, before they come out. That's kind of my thing. I like anything in yeah. there. I like to get everybody in the, in the right place. I, I like to look along the line. I like to think everybody's focused in on the job. It's a difficult one because what I would say is I, I don't know if, if Ramsdale is that person. We, we know in a dressing room you have the guy who jokes around and thing. That's just his way of dealing with yeah. the nervous tension. Others, you know, much more serious like myself, I like to focus in, start visualising what, what we've got to get into. It could start the first minute, it could be 90th. So, yeah, it, it's hard to sort of, as you say, add two and two together and, and make five. Yes, when you see the start, yes, when you see the Ramsdale, kind of error really in judgment to play the ball in there. It gets Nick from Southampton, they score. It changes the whole complexity of the game. Um, it's interesting, Rob, because it's almost as though, I, I, as I watched the game back, it, it felt to me, watching, as though it's the first time all season I can feel City breathing down Arsenal's neck. It's as though they're around now, and Arsenal are, 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 are know they're around. They can see them, they can smell them. It, it, it's affecting... It's affecting their play, it's affecting their movements, affecting their energy. Um, and this is a bit, and, and, and I've got to keep going back to our buddy D, uh, Lee Dixon, who's been on many gantries and many times he's said, there'll be a time, guys, you just got to wait, there's going to be a time when people get affected. And it's how Arsenal deal with how they get affected. And at the moment, well, what I would say, of the three games, three games now, no wins no victories in those last three going into the game against Manchester City, where they did have a, a lead, you know a, a substantial points lead, and, and it's now not looking that way. Um, it's almost as though Arsenal have put hurdles in their own way rather than City. City didn't play this weekend; they're playing in, in, in the um, FA Cup semi-final, which obviously they've gone on to win. So it wasn't like City had played first again and got the points and put the pressure on Arsenal. This was Arsenal kicking off first. Team bottom of the table. We know he's coming off two draws that maybe certainly the West Ham one more disappointing. Chance to go and you know get a, a clean sheet, get a few goals, get ready for City, and it didn't happen. And, and they've hurt themselves. And yes, Saliba is a massive miss, and, and, and we can't look beyond that because, as you say, the longer it goes, the more he's missing. Somebody can come in for a game or two, but it, it isn't the case now. Zinchenko was back in the team um, at times. I think um, you know his. When you're in possession, he's got and he's got the ball, and you're playing with confidence. Couldn't be a better left-sided player in, in the country. But times when you need the defending side, and that's why I wasn't as big on the Tierney last week and and, and that from that side because I think Zinchenko's not a brilliant one-on-one -on -one defender. Um, you know, Sierra Wilcock gets in down that left-hand side, beats Gabriel, scores a, a lovely goal, and all of a sudden Arsenal against it. So while I try and make a few excuses for for certain things, Rob. Most of this is, is on Arsenal's doing, and most of this is because Lee Dixon said 
There's a time when you'll be affected. There's a time when City will be on your shoulder, shoulder and you'll feel them, how you react to that. And at the moment, it, it now puts us in a position, Rob, where Arsenal have to go to City and win. Mikel Arteta talked about it. At one point, we were talking about maybe they get, you know, they get a draw, they still hold control, they've got the points. They have to go to Manchester City and win the game, not only for the points, and, and I talked in a show, but for the power, what it means, the feel, to feel that they've got some control, some momentum in this title race. They have to go to the Etihad on Wednesday and win the game. I think you're right, Rob. It's, it's got to be painful for those Arsenal fans of, of, of the way that they've lost control of this. I mean, lost control. They mm. still, of course, they, they, it's in their hands. They win every game. You know, they're going to they're win the title. Yeah. They, they, they've just lost that, that, that power, I suppose, or the favouritism on it. And in the way that they've done it, you know, by to making silly individual, just bad decisions, bad yeah. mistakes. It's got to be so annoying. If, if a team plays out of their skin or somebody knocks it in the top corner from yeah. 35 yards or something, like, you know, it's, that's what's frustrating. I just kind of felt, Rob, that when Arsenal really needed their best stuff, they haven't been able to get it. And back to Lee Dixon's point, I, I remember him saying, you know, we won't really know how this young team handle it until we get way down the road. Yeah. And, and down the road is now. Yeah. And, you know, right yeah. back, Rob, you said that you know, the, the way that they played. Arsenal have been playing almost on automatic, but that automatic has gone. Mm. They're, they're, whether they're thinking about it extra, whether it's the, the, the absence of a couple of players, but it really is only a couple of players for a, le- a period of time. Yeah. And when they really, really needed it, they couldn't produce it. Of course, now, these last few seasons, like never before, that I think we can remember, a draw's like a loss. They haven't lost a game. But when you're up against this mm. incredible Manchester City team that... Have been all have been this course and distance before, Rob. They know how to to bring yeah. their bus stuff at the yeah. right time. The manager knows how. They know when to put the foot down. They know when to step it up. They know when they've got to get results. You know, yeah. Arsenal are learning all that. And you know, I I, I, I hope it isn't going to become a um, really heavily criticised Arsenal for throwing it. If they don't win it, by the way, because yeah. we could have a different yeah. conversation when we're mm. sat here in a few days' time mm. after Wednesday night's game. Yeah, but, I, but I hope yeah. it's not. Yeah. They they, they if they don't win it, then they, they're, they're not ready to win it just yet. And they've come really, really close. Yeah. And yeah. those l- last hurdles have been a little bit diff- too difficult for them. But the learning from these young players yeah. to, to go through this road of it in terms of experience um, is, is valuable or invaluable. Um, but the Man City team, mm. I mean, to try and overcome that juggernaut of a club with a tons of proven champions, you buy the best striker in the world to add to that, it's difficult. Mm. And um, it's just... Again, last point for me really is, is, the, is the frustration for the Arsenal fans. They've seen them play brilliantly all along. They've just dropped way off of that, particularly in these, this last couple of games. And now, you know, given how difficult it is to stay up with Man City, they're probably going to be behind in, in what most people think who's going to win the title. And I think some of that, Rob, it is because of the football parlance, vernacular, way that people express that, you know, bottling it comes out or, you know, throwing it away or, mm. or these, these are statements that... Mm. And where I am uncomfortable with some of the statements that are coming out, listen, it'll be a massive de- uh, blow. It'll be a, miss, a real missed opportunity because there won't be as many years that Liverpool are as bad as, as they are. Chelsea all over the place. Man United inconsistent. 
Um, you know, at the top of the table, Spurs kind of having the issues they've had on on and off the field. You know, the big clubs and are, are not. You know, it was the Leicester scenario where it almost like a, a full stone and it came for them and they they took their chance. We we shouldn't talk like Arsenal have lost no. their chance yet because, as you say, yep. Thursday could uh, Wednesday night could change everything and change the narrative. And with seven games to go, also in this in this Premier League, mate, there's a twist somewhere. I'm yeah, telling you now, there's so a too. twist of something somewhere in seven games. But my, my, the point I'm trying to make, Rob, is I would accept some of those terms if it was a more experienced yes. team, if it had Great. all the elements that right. required to get there. And actually, yeah. they don't just do it. They just not, they're, they're, this team hasn't got all the elements that we've seen no. in a title-winning team yet. This team is 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 punched above its weight to be where it is at this stage. The disappointment is, I think, you know, including us, we started to believe this might happen, this fairy tale might happen as Leicester's fairy tale did. But the relentlessness of Manchester City and the reaction to the heat being turned on this team has shown that they're not quite ready yet. And they're not quite ready yet unless the best 11 are out on the pitch and the best 11 are playing in that automatic groove. And that's the point I I think is, is important that they're not that team that have all got experience, that have got this, that have got some youth, that have been down the road a bit, they've understood. This is their first big rodeo at it, mate. I know, I know. And they're growing. They're learning, they're growing. Um, But but let's reserve, you know, let's reserve our our final kind of analysis on them. Judgments, Obviously, there's been a a major hiccup. Um, You know, when you're playing the Mm. bottom side at home, wow, I mean... You know, they, they, they scramble big time to get the point. They almost, by the way, Rob, a couple of chances. Yeah. I'm sure you saw them. They just yeah, went wide. Just, they almost they? Yeah. won it. Um, by the way, well played, Southampton. Yeah, I know, Rob. exactly. Well played, Southampton. Well done, the Premier League, by the way. Ruben Sellers, bottom of the table, Rob. They won't go away. They won't be that one team that are cut adrift and like, oh, that's one gone, there's only two more places. They're hanging in there, mate, with 24 points. They're only sort of four points... I know it's goal difference from, from safety. And fair play, massive game for them on Thursday. I was, I was just looking at the phone. They're home to Bournemouth on, on Thursday. I mean, get yeah. a win there. They bring Bournemouth right back into it and all of a sudden give themselves a lifeline. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I kind of... I really thought he did an excellent job in this game, Robert. And, and front foot, yeah. high press, first half. Yeah. Second yeah. half. yeah. Half, he made the no changes. Pressure. Five, four, one. We're going to sit back yeah. and try and defend this. Yeah, and and it, it almost worked. Mm. It almost really yeah. failed if they'd have lost the game. Um, but fair play, <laughs> yeah. fair yeah. play for a man, for a manager to be mm. that brave. And, and we've seen many, Rob. And that's when I get. I've been in the studio so frustrated when teams just sit way back. Probably more against yeah, the, the, don't the do Man City neighbor, yeah. Don't yeah. don't really yeah. try and affect the game. Almost accept defeat before they started. Fair play. Yeah. Ruben Sellers needed something. He's got a point out of it. In some ways, mm. you know, when the game finishes, Rob, it's like, well, both teams are kind of frustrated with the score, given the situations yeah. that they might have expected to be in. So, um, no, absolutely. Good good credit to them and, and just, fair play. Yes, mate? Just one point, mate, just before we move on, because I, I just wanted to ask you, because I saw a few different versions of uh, the highlights packages and the goals, etc., and it was interesting, when Arsenal went 2-0 down, and there's no right and wrong in this, and I just wanted your feeling on... Do you remember there was a, there's a shot of Zinchenko, and he grabs all the players together, and he has a word, mm. and then Odegaard steps in a little bit awkwardly and like calms him down and calms the group down. And I remember a few of our colleagues over in, in, in Sky in the US didn't, didn't like, in the UK didn't particularly like it, saying, what's she doing, you know, this is a team breaking up and all that. 
What was your take on the, the incident? Are you, were you kind of comfortable with Zinchenko trying to do it? Did it look almost a bit, I don't know, schoolboy amateurish, a bit like we're showing the nerves, this is us under pressure? What, what was your take? My immediate, my immediate thought was, um, yeah, do it. This is, a, this is, a, this is a, mm. a ridiculous start from the team. You know, it, may, yeah. it might have looked yeah. a little bit awkward and probably it was a little bit rushed mm. and maybe it didn't quite do the job, but yeah. I don't think you can start blaming a guy that's like, hang on a minute, we, we, we're 2 nil down here. What, yeah. what are we doing? Mm. It's craziness. So I didn't, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. mind it. Again, it was a little force and it, 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 yeah. it, it yeah. kind of broke up real yeah, quick and it didn't it, yeah. really... But fair just, I saw a few people being critical of him, Robin, critical of it, and I just thought it was real. When they try and do I, something. Thought, I thought it's real, it's... Yeah, yeah, and you, if he didn't do some, some would say, oh, yeah. you know, they're yeah, not they together. Just, they just it it's interesting. I, I just wondered, yeah, wondered what your take was on that one. But similarly, but listen, they're going to have to huddle before they go out, Rob. They're going to have to be <laughs> right in the tunnel and they have to be bang on full when oh, they go I, to I the Etihad. i got one more thing for you, Rob. One, one more thing for you. Oh, um, OK. A similar sort of thing where, right. you know, you, 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 you read stuff and you see stuff and you hear stuff and you're like, mm, yeah, in- interesting. Yeah. Mikel Arteta's interview afterwards. Yeah. Now, we heard him say before, oh, I love my players even more now. Um, yeah. And there was, yeah, there was yeah. uh, mm. you know, uh, they're young kids, and I'm here for a cuddle. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. cuddle them. Yeah. And I'm, mm. you know, I love them. Mm. Um, mm. I, I, and, I, and, and it got, I remember it got sort of like, it got applauded way back in, in the, you know, early in the season when I had a blip, and he said, I love my yeah. players even yeah. more. Yeah. For him to come mm. out and say it again, yeah. Yeah. when they've made, they've made some pretty basic errors, Rob. The set-piece goal where Chiletta Saar mm. scores... It's flicked on and nobody does anything. Yeah. The goalkeeper yeah, passing the, cor- the ball yeah, out, the corner, trying to yeah. force a play there. You know, yeah. again, they give away the ball mm. in midfield, and 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 um, Gabriel doesn't do a great job. It, the, it, yeah. I just I just thought it was the wrong time to say that. I I, I what do you think? I, I was expecting more of a. You know what? We're learning some lessons. We lost, you know, our, our way a little bit. Yeah. Like he said at West Ham, he was more critical. Um, I felt like at West Ham, yeah. and, he, and he was like, oh, "I'm here to give him a cuddle." Mm. Do they need cuddles at this point? Yeah. Um, I think he's a smart guy. I think he probably understands the group and the mentality of the group. And I probably think he feels tough love rather than, you know, the stick, mate. I think it's one of those where he probably doesn't want to add to what's already been piled on them, Mm. to be honest. I mean, we we all watched the documentary. We all saw he's a smart guy, thinks about things before, during, after games, how he's going to react, what he's going to say, who's going to speak. You know, he's little... Analogies and and you know the yeah, light bulbs the gimmick, and all that stuff and the, moon. the yeah, but he's a thinker, Rob. He, yeah, he, he doesn't do things like so. I got to I got to believe he he's reading the group and probably feels you know what I got to show them and the others. I'm I'm all in with this. It, it's okay for us, and I'll take it on and I'll pull us together and we'll come again. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying, because at times it feels a bit awkward, like I love them even more. Yeah, yeah you know, we've all seen error. what's happened. We yeah. all... Yeah, yeah. Um, but, listen, he's doing his job. He's got to get in the head. He's got four or five days to get things uh, sorted out yeah. on, on and off the pitch, really, before they go to the Etihad. So, yeah, it's a good point. Okay. Uh, listen, let's see what he's saying after Wednesday night, because after Wednesday we'll know a lot more about Arsenal, Michael yeah. Arteta and Arsenal's chances. Yeah. Let's move it on, mate, to... Well, oh, crikey. Yeah, again, maybe the story of the weekend, really, in some respects, in ter- certainly in terms of scoreline. Yeah. Newcastle United, six. Tottenham Hotspur, one. We were talking, you know, third versus fifth in, in the Premier League. Um, 
Tottenham have been have, have been a story pretty much all the season, really, Rob. From from you know early on under Conte, where, you know whether he was playing the right football, then he was getting results, then results stopped, then you know there was issues, and we've we've, we've seen you know he wants better players. He ends up leaving with the rant. Stellini gets put in place, which was a strange one when he's, he's, he's Conte's man mm. uh, with Ryan Mason. They continue to take it forward. We haven't seen too much uh, change at the football club. And then we get a performance like we do today, uh, a 6-1 drubbing at a team that you're challenging for, for a top-four spot. It couldn't be night and day between two teams, Rob, coming into, into the football game in terms of a Newcastle team that weren't off the back of a great result against Villa. But... Bah, God, weren't they up for the up for the fight at it? First minute pressing energy against a, a Spurs team, Rob. That, and I totally get. And I think you you made a, bit, a good point on air about the back four. I think it's the first time in I looking first yeah, time in fifteen months they played right. a, a back four mm. with Porro and and Perisic as fullbacks. Um, but I get it. You know, international quality players across the back four. Defending like that is no excuse, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this. The system helped, but your international footballers at, the, at a high level who've all played European football, are all experienced players, not just not good enough, mate, for me. Not good enough. Yeah, I, there's a, there's a few ways to attack this, isn't there? I think I think we can start by like <clears throat> from the from the um, players interviewed afterwards. So Hugo Lloris is in, interviewed afterwards. Yeah. Came off at half yeah, time. Hugo Lloris, yeah, Hugo Lloris. Yeah, had some kind of injury yeah. problem. Um, basically said, you know, mm. we, we didn't have any fight. You know, it's a player's fault. No fight. You know what kind of stuff that you no expect. Reaction. Christian Stellini not coming out. Totally yeah. took it responsibility on himself. He made a change to a back four defensively yeah. after yeah. five nil in 21 minutes. He went well. I think it was 26 mm. minutes. Damson Sanchez came on and he admitted defeat. In a, in a disastrous system yeah. change um, when you've got yeah. Perisic and Pedro still look like Porro still look like they're playing Porro, like yeah. wing backs but are full backs in a system yeah. um, so in terms of the blame of it you know you could mix it between the two and listen it's it's very easy and after the game um, and we'll get on to, to, to Newcastle I'll great their own in a second but I think it's important just yeah. to try and get yeah. some thoughts out on Tottenham Rob and, and, and on this podcast we've got a little bit more time than we have on the air to kind of get into some details with it a little bit. And I just, I just got sat there thinking, Lippinac, this this Spurs side have been have been I don't know, been battered like in the media with their own manager. And I'm not saying it's not deserved, mm. Rob. Some of this battering, some of the hammering they've been getting way back from Jose Mourinho being there. You know, I said kind of the point mm. that God, Jose was there and, and couldn't get him to go over the line. They got to a certain point. I think top four, wasn't it, with them, with, with, with Jose? You got him, yeah, you got him yeah. in that area, I think. Then Nuno comes in. That's not really the right guy. And then Antonio Conte comes in to take him that little bit further and kind of failed. So he then hammered them. Now, you look through... So then you start to think, well, this, this, this team is a bunch of absolute losers. And, like, they shouldn't be playing in a Tottenham jersey with some of the things that's said. But, hmm. you know, Hugo Lloris has won a World Cup. Romero just won a World Cup. I mean, you've got international players, respected players like Evan Perisic. You've got uh, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg that's a, that's a good character, a good personality, very important hmm. for Denmark. You've got hmm. Kulusevski. Yeah, OK, Kulusevski um, maybe has got a lot to learn. Hyunmin Sun's an experienced international player. Obviously, Harry Kane is as well. There's a lot of... 
we immediately say, and you fire all these players, you sack all these players, you sell all these players because, you know, they haven't been able to get to a point that the, the owner, the fans, the media, the managers want them to get into that top one and two and challenge for the title. And they're not quite ready or, mm. or good enough, squad-wise, manager-wise, whatever you want, to get that. So everything then hammers back onto the players. Now, again... Um, I'm not giving them, and Lee Dixon was, was hard after saying, you know, I'm angry, we shouldn't give them any excuse. I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm trying to get to a point, Rob, mm. beyond they're rubbish, awful, terrible, not good enough. Like, well, why? Why? Why, when these are international footballers, you know, been around the block a little bit, they're good characters. I mean, Conte brought in some of these players, Jose brought in some of these players. There's got to be, there's got to be some other reason, Rob, of, of why... They, 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 they disappoint, they can't produce when you want them to. It, it, we, you know, I, I just felt, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel for them, but it's like they seem like disillusioned bunch of players that have, have tried to play this horrible, stodgy football, hasn't worked, they then get hammered for it, they try different things. I don't know, mate. You don't, I'm just trying to get to a different part of the conversation instead of just hammering these guys. Hmm. Yeah, we can all do that. It's an awful decisions, awful defending. But why, Rob? Why are these international players playing so badly? Well, it's, a good, it's a good question. It, it's a good question, and it, it's, it's a it's another it's another facet to, to the argument. And it's, it's it's probably an important one and a different take than maybe people are saying. Can, I don't know the answers. I'm not in, in Tottenham and not round it enough. Could if, if I could probably point to one thing straight away, Rob, and I'll pick a line-up. I think Danny Higginbottom put something out there that, that was similar to my thought. In terms of the guy who's in charge of the football, the manager, the coach, the head coach, whatever you yeah. call him, and the group of players that you've got, there's been no synergy since Pochettino left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got a group of players who want, who are better... Do yeah. play in a different way with the distance system, with the and you've had people who've come in charge. You've had Conte, you've had uh, Jose, you've had Nuno, uh, who was a bit all over, Weird didn't one. really yeah, know himself. One. Almost the club yeah. was too big for him. Who 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 haven't got in tune? And it was really interesting because as you having the discussion today and trying to get to that point, I was thinking there's also a cultural thing at this football club that's wrong. There's a cultural thing that, that's wrong, Rob, and. My, my reason for saying that is, take out Eddie Howe's body of work at Newcastle. Let's take Eddie, Eddie Howe, had been at Bournemouth, and he, he, got, he, he, he left the football club when they went down. He's been out of work for 18 months, and then the Tottenham job comes up. Let me tell you that Eddie Howe would never get the Tottenham job, culturally. Not big enough, not enough stardust, not Good done shout. things in Europe, not won this, not won yeah. that, wouldn't, wouldn't get the job. Yeah, he would have been brilliant for them. Look what he's done. Look what he's done at a football club similar size, mm. with the right culture, with the right players. You know the first thing that come out, the, the, the stock line would be, oh, Eddie can't handle big players. Oh, the club's too big for him. Yeah. All that rubbish that you get. Great shout. Because culturally, Spurs... What think they're something else, and they they have a guy who comes in who wants to win titles, who wants to change the squad, who wants to play. Mm. You know, there's, there's nobody who comes in and goes. Actually, this is not a bad group of players. I work with these. I might need to tinker mm. one or two mm. things, but mm. there's a lot more here than I thought. Yeah. Everybody comes here telling you how bad the group is, how more players they want, and they play a system that doesn't suit the players. So you put players in a bad system, they look bad players. Mm. 
It's a great shout, mate. And I tell you what, it, it, it's, it's so you can almost put that down to finding the right blimmin' guy to fit the job. The great fit, the great Correct. fit. And, and, and before the game, Rob, it's we the talked... Biggest, to... It's the biggest thing they've got to do, mate. It is. The biggest uh, thing they've got to do. And they, 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 when you do find that right guy, it's, in, it's, it's incredible difference you can make. I'm going to give you some examples. Mm. Manchester United mm. were a bit of a laughing stock last year. Ralph Ragnick was in charge. Yeah. Going nowhere. Yeah. We're all saying there's going to be four or five years before they're challenging again. You get the right guy, Eric Ten Hag, all of a sudden, it's going in the right direction. You could have said that about Liverpool. Different managers. Get the right guy, Klopp. Mm. Boom. Klopp, yeah. Things start to move. Mm. Newcastle United, fighting relegation last year. Get mm. the new guy in charge. They're now a top four position. I could go, I could go on. Chelsea Football Club, on the other side of mm. things. Unstable, erratic yeah. transfer behaviour. Not the right manager. They're going in the wrong direction. Arsenal Football Club, Unai Emery. Not quite the right fit. Not the right squad. Change your manager. Get the right guy in. Make the clever, careful recruitment in Arteta. It's all going well. The same could happen with Tottenham. Find the right person, the right fit to take them forward. Mm. You make a brilliant mm. point, Rob. You make a great point that Daniel Levy feels that the squad needed. And, and, and by the way, maybe, maybe when you, when you pick Jose Mourinho on the back of Pochettino, God, we got so close. We need a winner, maybe. I get it. Yeah. I get why yeah. he did that. But to go again with another quick fix in Antonio yeah. Conte, again, we were like saying, this is, this is, this is great. He's a winner. But it hasn't worked. So now, please stop. Pl- please stop trying with a quick mm. fix and think of somebody that's a great fit, that's going to be a longer-term plan, yeah. that you can build a little bit. It's got to be a build there, Rob, now. It's got to be a build. This football club needs a build. It's got to be. See, it's, it's, it's painful to watch. Uh, Hugo Lloris has been a brilliant goalkeeper, and whether he, he was injured or not, whether he come off or not, with his camps or not, you know, his time's coming to an end. You, it, this, the, you know, the Harry Kane situation at the top of the pitch has to be sorted yeah. out. Midfield creativity has to be sorted Re- out. Rebuild a little bit, yeah. Fullback positions maybe need to be back. It was interesting, Rob. So I was watching the game today, and um, I see Kieran Trippier, who's really interesting, was one of the first signings for Eddie Howe. Eddie mm. talked about yeah. how important he is in the dressing room, what a great lad and leader he is. And I'm looking at him thinking... It was, what, four years ago? He wasn't good enough for Spurs. For whatever reason, some say there was a falling out with Poch and whatever. We don't know yeah. the background. But yeah. he leaves a football club. Yeah. I see on I see on, on, on social media today was um, Danny Rose was, was mm. commentating on the game. Yeah. You know what, Rob? Back, I'd take Danny Rose and Trippier against Porro and, and Persich right yeah. now. No, good show. Personality, yeah. character, and what, and what you know, they've almost gone backwards. They've regressed in some of those areas where they should thinking, be strengthened. They're, but they're thinking they're going forward. They're thinking they take it to yeah, a next level. They're thinking, thinking. Going forward. Yeah. Oh, we've got this guy and this international, and this guy's got, you know, only caps for Argentina, yeah. and this one's got only caps for Croatia and, and the likes. And the, 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 the fit of the football club, the culture in the football club is not right, Rob. And when you have those things at the base, you're going to get days like today, where days like today, and it was interesting hearing Hugo Lewis because he was really honest, at least, regardless of what you think. I know Tim made a point about, um, you know, sometimes you just come back out for five or ten minutes if you've got the injury, and I thought mm. it was an interesting yeah. point. I've yeah. never even thought about it at that level. But when you get your, 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 your captain coming out and talking about, like, not prepared to win 50-50s, weren't really yeah. prepared, ready, weren't, you know, weren't up for the fight, Wow, those are, those are things that are in that dressing room, mate. Those are things that you have together. And when you go out there and it's not there, you, you, you've got, you, you're building on, on very, very loose foundations. Yeah, and I tell you who's got strong foundations, Newcastle United. And just quickly on them, Rob, or to switch oh, to Newcastle dear. United. Wow. I mean, I, 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 wow. one of my, yeah. big, my big pre-game kind of thought process was could, 
Tottenham handle the intensity of Newcastle United? We know the answer yeah, to that right now. Yeah. They, they couldn't, of course. They'd like no, to fight to no. be able to do that. <laughs> but even so, even so, what, yeah. what, a, yeah. what a team going forward. And, and I think Eddie Howe said afterwards, Rob, mm. the finishing was, was top class. Top class finishing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, some of the mm-hmm. defensive player mistakes were pretty bad. And, you know, with the back four yeah. situation that, that were all over the place. But still. Some of the finishing from Isaac, from from uh, Jacob Murphy, got a couple yeah. of goals. You know, was Murphy, was pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. So uh, you know, we were surprised the Villa game last Saturday, Rob, weren't we? When Villa mm. beaten three 0 it was like, wow, did not see yeah. that coming. Um, mm. That's the way to react to it. This was seen as a as a playoff really for top four. I think we got our answer. Yeah. Spurs, no, they ain't going to do it. Cool. And Newcastle United are going to be in there, Rob. I'm just going to follow on to my to my underappreciated performer because I picked a player out of this out of this um, team. And he is out of the Newcastle United team. Yeah. And it's a player that, you know, I don't think anybody would ever say, yeah, one of the star players in Newcastle United is Jacob Murphy. Now, maybe easy for me to pick when he scored yeah. two goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. He takes Proper advantage goals, of, yeah. of some poor play, follows up, gets a tap in, then he scores from 25 yards from a, from a difficult angle. But Jacob Murphy is somebody mm. that, again, like, you, you wouldn't expect him to be part of this team right now, given where they're going, no. given the signings no. that they're making, given his... I know his name, his history. You know, you, you, mm. I, I wouldn't have associated him, and maybe it's my ignorance, that he could be part of a top four side, Jacob Murphy. Never, never that he'd That's be a squad point. player yeah, yeah. that, that as, as Newcastle yeah, would make yeah. more, uh, go into more windows. You know, he might, he might leave the club. Mm. But he, and a manager said that he loves him and, and his attitude, he has proven to be an, an important yeah. part now of, of this team, as others like Joe and, and, yeah. and Joe Willock. I mean, Willock's ball for... For the Isaac goal, that's a brilliant, brilliant ball. Yeah, oh, um, it's beautiful. So I just wanted it's a to send. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a Bruyne yeah. I just wanted to, to send out a little well done to Jacob yeah, Murphy shout. because again, you know, it's nice for us to sometimes say, yeah, I, I, I have underappreciated what he's been able to do, yeah. but it's great to see him come into the side and be an important part, given he's he's just not a big name mm. for the club. It's a, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant pick out um, because, as you say, you know, when when when. The, the takeover was done with Newcastle. He would probably be one of the first names you go. Oh, well, he's not going to be there, Jacob yeah. Murphy. I mean, they, they're going to go and buy. You know, they're buying Neymar and they're buying this one and they're buying yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, he's been so important. The The second point, Rob, which is a really good point you make, like in top four teams, if he was available, Spurs wouldn't go for him because <laughs> he's not Spurs. Yeah. He's not Spurs, mate. He ain't. He ain't yeah. flashy in this. But he, I'm telling you, he's every bit as important as, in your team as, as your Isaacs and your Guimaraes and, yeah. and players. Because he gets through yeah. his work, he, he takes... Yeah, and he, he's happy to be in the side. He's happy to support those players. He's happy to be t- part of that team yeah. and that spirit and fight for 50-50s that we didn't see from the Tottenham team. So it's a brilliant shout, Jacob mm. Murphy. He's one of them that, as you say... You know, you name your best Newcastle 11, you name your best Newcastle 16. Yeah, I'm not sure people would even put him yeah, in that. But, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a game, Brilliant mate. job. What and a it's a credit to yeah. Eddie, Eddie Howe as well, Rob. Those yeah. players you talk of, the Willett can't be too far from England. To, to, you know, Almiron's resurgence, Joel Sean Longstaff. Sean Longstaff. Eddie Howe talked about how much he loves him. He's a really intelligent player. On a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, couldn't have two contrasting teams at the top of the table. Mm. Um, you know, so important about picking the right man in charge. We've seen what he's done at Newcastle. We've also seen exactly where right. it's left um, Spurs. And, and I'll tell you what, Rob, it's funny, and, 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 you know, it wasn't a weekend for, for, for Chelsea, but there's, um, there's a few big jobs available that aren't as attractive as they maybe should be. 
And, and but but yeah, that, that's right. But there's some there's some big time managers that are available right now, like right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, where, whether yeah. it's back that's, to Pochettino, whether it's uh, Julian Nagelsmann, yeah. uh, Luis Enrique. The, these yeah. are guys that are getting interviewed by Chelsea. Mm. Well, Correct. both teams like hire somebody. Because it's, it's not going well with your interims. Yeah. It's not yeah, going well. Yeah, somebody go and do it, yeah. Uh, po- Pochy's stock's just going up I think after everybody after every interview at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, great win for Newcastle. Um, outstanding performance by Eli Howe and his boys. Spurs well. Spurs Thursday night, Spurs at home to Manchester United, mate. Who's gonna uh, it's gonna be an interesting one as well. How, you know, the Spurs uh, fan, yeah, fans fans yeah, react I mean, to that. Yeah, you know, if yeah. they go a goal down early, that could go a little bit toxic. I heard, you know, the short inf- talking about the board and Levy and he's going to be. Stu- I think I think I think we'll jump on to Daniel Levy, Rob. I think that's what we'll jump on. Rebecca asked us afterwards. You know, can he survive yeah. this? Like, can can the manager survive this? And and he, and I'm like, yeah. Well, it, it's awful, but does it does yeah. it help to fire to, to get rid of him now? Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I just don't yeah. know. It's a, it's mm. a mess. I I'd love to see one. I, of... I, I'd, I'd be thinking about get. I'd be thinking for me, sorry, mate, is, is about getting the next man in and getting exactly. that right get and taking my time to do yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Get that guy started. Right. Let's move it on to Anfield, mate, where mm. uh, Liverpool ended up winning a bit of a silly 3 2. Um, a few more goals in this game than I would have thought, but sense that Liverpool are starting to find the form. Six goals against Leeds midweek, three against a Forest team. Um, Forest team that showed a bit of fight, can't quite find wins. I, I was interested in this one, mate, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in first before I let you go. In that I, I was watching the game, and obviously, I, I'm Kept an eye on Forest, haven't they come up as a team? I think yeah. we all want to, or have a feel, that, you know, it'd be great to see them stay, stay up this year. And it was interesting that Brennan Johnson was, was, was dropped mm. to the bench and he played Alwyn and, and Gibbs Whitemore as a central and, and structured his team to mm. be difficult to play yeah. against, you know, compact, hard-working. And I know I think Bex asked you, you know, about the Johnson situation and I think you and Tim were a little bit indifferent with it but feeling really should be in the team and I, and I absolutely wouldn't say I, I totally disagree but I kind of got what Steve Cooper was trying to do in yeah. that it took me back Rob and, and I always kind of keep some things in the head where Rafa Benitez used to do a thing at Newcastle where he played for an hour for basically a nil-nil or keep the game as tight as he can then on 60 minutes, virtually, he goes 60 minutes, he'd throw on his attacking base players and try and play a 30-minute game where they'd have some chances. And I kind of felt Steve Cooper went somewhere down that road, like, we've done so well, and I know Johnson's getting his goals, and individually that's great, but as a team, maybe we're not getting the same maybe defensive structure or things aren't working as well. And I kind of didn't... I didn't hate what he did. And I actually liked the idea that he was trying something. We see too many managers do same old things and, you know, oh, this isn't working. You know, Leeds United, this ain't working. Well, do something else and, and nothing. I, I kind of didn't mind what he did and what he tried. And, and at one point I thought, you know what, you might just end up pull, pulling this off. And then every time they got a goal, they kind of conceded again pretty soon, which hurt them uh, in the end. And Liverpool's firepower and quality probably showed off. But I still thought there was a lot of, enough encouragement for Forrest to say they aren't out of it yet. They, they've still got a chance. No, you're, you're right, Rob. You're right, Rob. And, and this was a game... Just on the goals. I mean, I think all of them, maybe bar one, was all set-piece goals. So there's tons of set-piece situations mm. where like, yeah. all the goals seem to be from, from long throw-ins or, or crosses that came mm. in. And, and Mo Salah's, I remember, with yeah. a, a lot of set-piece goals. But 
to go back to what he did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. We we were like Brennan Johnson, the best goal scorer. Why wouldn't you have him in the side? Like it's, you need every, mm. you know. But what he did was interesting, was fascinating, and I don't want to get too much into X's and O's. Um, but Liverpool are different now. Liverpool are different. Trent Alexander-Arnold mm. is doing the slide into midfield one alongside Fabinho, and it's working yeah. out pretty well. Yeah. Steve Cooper's ahead of that, and he played Gibbs White mm. and Danilo Rob. Super narrow. Yeah, yeah, I know Trent's going to come in there. We're ready for that. Boom. 2v2. Mm. So, so Fabinho and, and Trent had men in their faces. Yeah. Behind those two, you had Freuler and Mangala, who were up against um, yeah. Jones and Henderson. So that advantage it, that's often got yeah. for the fullback sliding in mm. as an extra man. Yeah. No. Because, like, we're, we're, and, and this is what's going to happen mm. in football. They're going to figure out, well, yep, you know, yeah, and obviously City is so good, they've yeah. got so many other ways of hurting you. But that really stopped Liverpool's play down the middle. I was kept saying, I kept thinking to Robertson and Canote, God, you've you got tons of space there. But they're in a kind of a three yeah. at that point, and they're, they're a little bit more reticent yeah, to go yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, have got to be a little bit more careful, yeah, it, haven't it you? it turns yeah. over. So, so fair play to Steve Cooper. You're right, mm. Rob. Try something yeah. a little different. Don't let Trent go in mm. there and dictate the game and run the game because he yeah. can absolutely do that. Um, and he still played well, Trent, in there. And it's definitely something they're going to yeah, go with. Yeah. But I liked, I liked that. Mm. And then, you know, you take your chances yeah. after that. And, and they created. And like you said, Johnson came on later on. Um, but you're right. And that's something that I was going to mention is, is I like that from a, from a coach. Trying to counter yeah. it. Oh, yeah. you know, they're moving to midfield. Mm. It's brilliant. Invert fullbacks and all that. Well, there, there should yeah. be a way to, to negate it or to stop it. And he did a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah. They were super narrow. But I kind of liked it. Mm. Um, and the game ended up being set pieces. I mean, it is interesting. The trend yeah. into midfield is interesting. It does mean the jobs of Ibrahim Kanate is a little different. He's got to go over and cover Kanate, it, maybe yeah. further out than he wants to. Yeah. And it also restricts, mm. not totally, because Andy Robertson did Robert get forward a little lot, bit. But he, he, yeah. he's like, well, if Trent's yeah. in there, I've got to be a little bit careful. Against better teams, he might have to mm. sit at home a little bit more. Rob, yeah, you because know Man I mean? City don't do that. Man City, okay, sits. Yeah. They have three back there. And yeah. two in the middle, and Liverpool mm. and Robertson wants yeah. to make it just two at the back there, but still go yeah, on. Yeah, that, that's your X's and O's. Um, but but I, I did expect mm. Liverpool to really win strongly, and they didn't. And I think mainly because Steve Cooper did a bit of a job, and it almost worked out. But yeah, um, Liverpool yeah. have got good forwards. Rob Jota back looking very very good. It scored a couple of goals. Great gets his goal. Yeah. There's three three yeah. goals for Liverpool, um, and they get the three points and, and keep this this improving vibe going. Diaz is fit, Luis Diaz is fit, you've got Gakpo, you've got you know, all the front players now, I think I think uh, Firmino's got an injury again, but you know, it, it's starting yeah, to feel like... Yeah, he picked up a like bit of a knock, didn't he? Yeah. 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 But no, mm. Liverpool needed that and continue on and um, yeah, another three points and, and Forrest is still, you know, strapping to try and... We're still fighting. It. It's going to go yeah. to the end. Yeah. Home, home form, home games are going to be important. They're home to Brighton on Wednesday night, yeah. which is a big game now for Forrest to just Try and hang in there and, and, and you know keep in touch with, with the teams like Leeds and Bournemouth who were uh, slightly above them. Um, you know, I think winless in eleven, aren't they, or something for it. So it's, it's yeah. been a bad run. But to be honest, Rob, there still looks enough football and pe- people look like they're, they're up, up for it. They, they, they still give them a ch- themselves a chance. So um, yeah, I, 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 I was sort of um, felt a bit sorry for, for Steve Cooper because I thought he, he tried to plan something out as you said and, and worked on something yeah, and he just got outdone by the quality in the end of, yeah. of a Liverpool attack mm. let's take it to 
The KP to Leicester City and your old mate Dean Smith, mate, on, working Smudger. wonders. On, Never Smudge. in doubt in, in Smithy, <laughs> we trust, my yeah. friend. Leicester two, Wolves one. Uh, Castagna getting the winner yeah. after Iheanacho scores from the penalty. Um, Wolves take a 1-0 lead early in, the, early in the game, but Leicester come back into it and um, get themselves a 2-1 win. A huge win, important win. Uh, get Dean Smith... Um, Tanya off to a, a better start after the City game. Yeah, I think interesting kind of headline for me was you look at the team sheet, like, wow, like all the attackers are playing, Rob. Vardy started, yeah. uh, Patson Daka yeah. started, and Iheanacho started, Tete, under, yeah. Tete started, yeah. the, uh, you know, you've, got, you've still got mm-hmm. Tiedemans in midfield, so I don't mind that. You know, front yeah. foot for Dean Smith. Um, they get the job mm-hmm. done, Vardy, with that quick pace to get that penalty. I'll tell you what was interesting, Rob, yeah, the final yeah, whistle. Um, of course, they win the game. There, there, were, there was quite the celebrations, quite the relief at KP Stadium. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. and the coaches are going crazy yeah. together. It's a, it's a big win for them. Yeah, and, and I we've saw said that. It before. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's about momentum at this point in the season. Just find a yeah. little bit of something to get two or three wins to get you out of it. And this is a big step. It's a big step for Leicester. Yeah. That, that, that was a big, big step for them. Oh, massive. Uh, and massive. The confidence. Just trying to get a little bit of confidence to get them out of it. So, yeah. no, well done. Well done, Dean Smith. And, and that's a that's a, that's a very much-needed victory for Leicester City and, and a brave team selection um, to go and take the game to Wolves. Yeah. And um, two things on that one, Rob. Leicester go to Leeds. Oh, um, I think it's that Tuesday. is on... Is it Tuesday? Yeah, I haven't got my wet list. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, There's some big yeah. games coming Tuesday up midweek. Let's go Leeds. I mean, it's a Leeds team we know that they're not in great shape. We'll talk about them next. But, um, yeah, they go there. And the other good thing for Dean Smith, mate, I was, I, I, was, I was thinking about, you know what happens after he keeps Lester up, saves him from relegation. You oh, know what no. happens a year oh, after, don't, don't go with that. You know what happens a year <laughs> after. Dino wins the Premier League. That's why he was celebrating. But, no, great win for them. Uh, listen, just to be back in... To stay in there is going to be um, all hands on deck. But I've always got the feeling that if he can organise them a little bit, and I think he's got the personality that can connect with those guys, I just think there's enough place, at, at Leicester to, to get themselves out of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's go to Fulham and Leeds, because Leeds are um, in disarray at the moment, mate. Uh, Javi Garcia uh, has not been able to stop the rot so much at, at, at Leeds. And um, they, they went to Craven Cottage. And came out second best again. Uh, Fulham had m- much more possession. Didn't necessarily turn that into too many goal-scoring mm. chances. Maybe Mitrovic out was was a bit of a blow. But they they did get the goals through Wilson and Pereira. Um, got the second before Bamford toes one in and, and tries to give Leeds a bit of hope. But it ends up another defeat uh, for Leeds United. Javi Garcia. I read an interview, Rob, last week before the Liverpool game, actually, and he was saying he spends 12 hours a day at the uh, training ground. He's working on all kinds of things. And he said, I've never felt as stressed in my life. He said, it's like the worst feeling I've ever had. This is before the game. They only get beat 6-1. They then go to to Fulham and get beat 2-1. I do feel a little bit for him, like he's a bit of a deer in the headlights. To rub it in the headlights in terms of not quite knowing what to do or what to stop, and it was again, I you know, I did a little bit of reading up and read a couple of articles, and people are suggesting that the Bielsa's kind of style of play and, and, and processes are so ingrained in the football club that no one's really been able to, you know, Jesse Marsh tries to you half plug some gaps that maybe you saw and and and. Yeah, try and tinker your way out, out of a bit of trouble. But 
it, it's so inbred in many of these players that it almost feels like it needs something bigger to happen, something more. You know, that it, it's, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to look at Leeds and say defensively they're just all over the place. The midfield support in front of it is virtually non-existent. I was with McKenney and Rocker against Liverpool yeah. may as well have been sitting with me in the studio, mate, in terms of resistance. There's a bit of threat up front with pacey forwards and, uh, you know, Bamford and Rodrigo if they can get goals. But there ain't a lot to hang your hat on to say this is going to keep us out. And I feel, and, and I heard Leeds fans almost, the Leeds fans' line now is, we're hoping there's three worse teams than us. Yeah. And I always think, when you get to the, the we're hoping there's three worse teams than us line, you bang in trouble, by the way. You bang in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to the manager, he made a couple of changes to the back four, Rob, which I think were, were, were better. Yeah. Max Verber and Liam Cooper came in yeah. to, to stiffen up the back four. Mm. I think you make Verbers. a valid point about yeah. the midfield protecting that back four. We know that there's a little bit of liveness about them in general. That's how the team was built, to be, to be energetic, to be useful, yeah. to be quick and to be mm. creative, which, to be fair, I mean, their goals, they scored more goals than Chelsea, I think, like 10 more goals than Chelsea, so they've yeah. shown that. But it yeah. is about balance. But the balance was always the thing with Bielsa. Crazy, like, we're just going to attack, mm. attack, attack, attack. And then let's start yeah. having problems. Jesse March makes little tweaks. Still very, very much attack-minded. Now, uh, Garcia's gone all the way back, and it's still not working. What worries me more than anything, yeah. Rob, if, they, if Leeds United lose, and I didn't see it in this game, that, that confidence and energy... The energy to attack yeah, and to press yeah, and energy. to close down. Yeah, That's what energy. we enjoyed yeah. watching Leeds United. Yeah. It's almost like they were this yeah. crazy yeah. free spirit under Bielsa. The slowly mm. been, you know, because they got hammered, well, they're wide open, they get pulled everywhere on man-to-man marking and all that. And there's some validity of that yeah. with the results were dropped off. But they're losing that kind of like that fun aspect of their game. Yeah. To now, where I'm looking, God, they've peeled it right back. And maybe that's what has to happen. Um, I, I still yeah. think... Well, I don't see any improvement from Jesse Marsh. And in Jesse Marsh, what they did have was spirit and a manager yeah. that was enthusiastic. We, we saw it mm. last year. Yeah. Gracia, you know, yeah. And, and, yeah, and maybe he's, I'm he's, changing yeah, my tune, giving some results. But we, I thought mm. his calmness initially was good for Leeds, um, some stability. But now it's yeah. gone a little bit, looks a bit dour. And they've been slapped around. I mean, they lost yeah. four to Arsenal, five to Palace, six to Liverpool, and now two here yeah. to Fulham. Six, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think you're right. I think they need other. I think they mm. need others to have a nightmare to, to, for them because I don't see much more yeah. unless they can turn it around. What have they got? Like, what have they got, Rob? Oh, so, mm. so it's Bournemouth away <clears throat> Tuesday, or is it Leicester? I got Fulham. No, it's Leicester at home, isn't it? It's Leicester. It's Leicester home Leicester, Tuesday. Bournemouth Leicester. away on the Sunday. Yeah. So it's Fulham yeah, at home on Tuesday. Two massive Leicester games. Leicester home on Tuesday, it? sorry. Two. Bournemouth yeah. away. So that's this. And then after that, it gets yeah. harder. Yeah. So big week. Yeah. Big week they, for Leeds. You know, they, they, they need a minimum four points from those two games, mate. Yeah. yeah. Minimum we'll four points. And as you say, if, if that energy starts to go, and, well, and you know, I'm, I'm just a bit concerned, and, and this kind of falls more on the team than the fans. That playing at home can become difficult when you're not when if if that kind of form and mistakes and confidence is low, that great atmosphere that's there, those fans that we know are going to turn up regardless, sometimes makes it harder for you. Yeah, Rob. but I think at this point, Rob, that, that that you know, I know what the Leeds fans want to. Yeah, I agree with that. But given the amount of games left, they got they got to find a way to get behind them. They got they got they got to make a big atmosphere. Like oh, every, I'm, I'm not saying they won't get behind them, but sometimes, Rob, I just think these players on the pitch and I've. 
been in situations where they get fearful of the situation, don't want the ball, you know, stand next to somebody, so I'm marked, oh, I can't have it. And But you get all those situations when, you know, nobody wants to be the guy who makes a mistake, nobody wants to be the guy who, you know, loses the ball, it gets turned over and you might get thing at the end. So people don't try as much, don't yeah. make themselves as available. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult, like you say. Um, hopefully home form is good enough and the home fans are good enough. A bit like Everton, I assume, we're looking at one of those scenarios where it might just push them through. Before we move on, my friend, I've got my underappreciated performer of the week. Oh. And he's a Fulham player. Again, probably not a star name. He's, he's an American international. Now, if I said name me the American internationals in the Premier League, we start with Pulisic and we'd probably go Adam... Um, Brendan Aronson. Uh, Tyler Adams. And then we'd probably go McKenney and we'd go Aronson and we'd go Tim Ream. But we wouldn't go Anthony Robinson. And we wouldn't go Anthony Robinson, uh, Robbie Musto, but very quietly, in the space of this season, he has shown a level of consistency. He's a fully-fledged international, big part of, of, of the US men's national team and, and probably will be through to 2026. He's only 25 years of age. He's a young man, Rob, who I didn't really know his background that much. He started in Everton's academy, went out on loan as a young pro to... Bolton eventually went to Wigan from there he went from permanently uh, Wigan got relegated Fulham picked him up for around three million dollars in 2020 he's now established himself in the Fulham first team he was instrumental in both the Fulham goals I mean hand one with interception one with, with his cross into the box he's as fit as a fiddle he's committed he's an important player for, for Marco Silva and the other thing I just wanted to, to, to say about him, Rob, and, and when we go underappreciate, sometimes it's like the Matomas or the, the Gross or the you know these young players who've got all this ability and we haven't quite seen it yet and it's going to come through in this. Sometimes I, where I feel with Anthony Robinson, I kind of put myself in a similar situation, he's making the most of what he's got. He's absolutely making the most of, of his physical talents, his football talents, his technical talents, his sort of got himself in a level where he's, he's now a, I would say, proven Premier League player. I'd get the sense of if, if Fulham were ever to go down, he'd be somebody that might you'd look at and go, you know what, he could come and do it. He's got good size, he's got good delivery, he looks like he's a chirpy character around the dressing room. And sometimes it's not always about those little ability or, you know, here's one with potentially. Sometimes it's about, you know what, giving everything you've got every week and showing that that actual level of consistency sometimes is better than those star names who go, you know, 9 out of 10 and then 3 out of 10. You know, somebody who's a 6 or 7 out of 10 every week, and Anthony Robinson's that guy, uh, and he's going to be my underappreciated performer of the week. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I mean, talk about um, he's making himself a, a Premier League quality left back. He's very, very quick. Um, yeah. And I think in a team, and, and we all do it, you, you're drawn to the... Uh, Andres Pereira was a great signing, and you bring in William yeah, from Chelsea and the experience yeah. that he gets, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, just different players. Instead of thinking about the left back and Andy Robinson, super quick. Mm. And finally, on him, I mean, how many great wingers are there in the league, Rob? There's a lot of great, quick, talented, yeah. skillful wingers yeah. that he's right, having to deal with every single yeah. week. So, no, I think it's a good shout. He obviously teams up really well inside him. Is Tim Ream, of course, is uh, Tim Ream. his international yeah. partner yeah. at centre back on the left side of defence. So. Yeah, when you're consistent and you don't get injured much and you play week in, week out, and your team mm. is in the top half of the table, whatever they're at now, close to it, that's a great season. So yeah. it's, it's a good shout. Yeah, Anthony Robertson. Ninth, yeah. Well done. Well yeah. done. 
Uh, let's wrap up just a couple of other results. Uh, Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was was back in the in the um, picture for for Everton. Obviously, they're going to need him to start getting goals. But uh, another game without defeat for Palace. That's three wins and a draw. Ten points for um, Roy Hodgson since he's taken over. He's got Palace pretty safe. Thirty-seven points now, twelfth in, in the table. Uh, I suppose for, away from home for Everton, it's, a, it's another point gained, Rob, on, on the route. I mean, we'd obviously have, have loved the three, but you take the point and you know keeps it keeps the, the gap nice and tight on those above you. Yeah, uh, you, you do. It's it's not a bad point, is it? Palace away right now, the way that they're playing, mm. the goals that they're scoring. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. you you're picking up points. You get the confidence from that for not losing the game. It helps. You know, yes, of yeah. course. You know, Everton fans might. And he wins, and they, they will say that I need the three points, but I think that's a decent point. They'll, yeah. they'll crack on, and Sean Dyche was mm. asked afterwards, you know, in your bottom three. He said, it doesn't matter now. It, it matters where we are after week 38 in the season, game 38. So, again, yeah. he's used yeah. to this. It's pressure. It's tense. It's got to be a positive that Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Rob. I think he played almost all the game. I think he came off maybe late, around 90th minute, whatever. But he is going to yeah. be important, and he looked okay. And if he can stay fit and start the last whatever it is, half a dozen games or whatever, that's got to be important. Yeah. So, Sean Knight should be happy mm. with that. And nil-nil, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point against Palisade that are doing yeah. pretty blimmin' well at the moment. Absolutely. A couple of other results. Uh, David Moyes continues to, to push West Ham in the right direction. Another four goals, four yeah. against Ghent midweek in the Europa Conference League. Four against Bournemouth in, in our friend Declan Rice hit, found the back of the net again maybe reacting to criticism remember I think it was on the show we talked a couple of weeks about his productivity and that little bit extra he, he, he's got a couple of goals now to add to that um, and is in some form as all West Ham and all of a sudden West Ham looked like they I think we both felt we'd, we'd pull away from danger because of what the structures and the processes and the way that David Moyes works and so is the case they're now up to 13th on 34 points uh, another few, few, few more points, and, and they'll be almost guaranteed. Do you, but, do you feel any differently, uh, yeah, Rob? I know you, you sort of weren't sure whether the club would, would continue with him. Do you feel like yeah, if he finishes I, I, strongly, not, he might be I'm okay? Not feeling, um, he, he might be okay, but the reasons I was saying that he that that a change might come maybe mm. more to do with style of football. Now, listen, if yeah. he continues to score three and four goals every week, people might say, you know what, style isn't so bad. But I just mm. get the sense. People are thinking about a longer term, whether that's next this season, whether it's it's another year down the road. I just feel like West Ham and David Moyes at some point are, are going to come to a, an actual conclusion and there's going to be a change in the style of football as much as, as the way. But listen, David Moyes deserves as much time as he needs. He's, he's earned it with his, what he's done in Euro, the Europa League and the Conference League, what he's done now, mm. making sure this team stay in the Premier League. And as, as we know, Rob, as Chelsea and, and Tottenham, it's not easy to find good managers. Yes, there's a, there's a few around, and that might be the that thing, that, be one thing yeah. look, that West Ham might look at. You know, good managers who you don't have to pay for, don't have to get out of contracts, mm. uh, could move into the football club. That might be something uh, West Ham look at. But listen... David Moyes is a survivor, mate, and, and well played to him this weekend because that's another great win. Puts a bit of pressure on Bournemouth. Uh, and we had Brentford 1, Aston Villa 1. Two teams um, probably exceeded their expectations, certainly Brentford, uh, this season. Ivan Tony gets his 19th Premier League goal of the season. Uh, Douglas Weiss gets one for Aston Villa, 1-1 draw. 
I think it's I think it's every game now since Unai Emery's taken over, Villa have scored in Rob right. some some yeah. strange stat which it's never necessarily his strength you'd say in, in making sure goals, but he's definitely got this team that was really struggling under Stephen Gerrard, not looking dangerous in the attacking third, uh, with threats all over the pitch. Uh, and another good point on the road for, for Aston Villa. Mm. It keeps them um, up there in sixth place. Uh, Brentford dropped to tenth. Yeah, not, not much. Okay, time. mate. Let's yeah. um, before we close up. FA Cup. We had it. FA mm. Cup. Two big games over the weekend. The two Manchester clubs involved. Do you want to start with City? The Riyad Mahrez day. Yeah, I didn't see all of it. I saw because you know, obviously, it's tough mm. to, to to work the shows and see all the games yeah. and prep for them and see everything. Um, certainly saw the Brighton Man United game. We got off air and I managed to, to see that game, but. No, I just, we, of course, we did the goals yeah. and, um, you know, through near, three near, it looked, I saw some quotes from, I think, the Sheffield United manager saying that, wow, they're, they're, such, a, they're such a difficult yeah. team to play against because they have the ball, all, yeah. they, they, yeah. they absolutely dominate the ball. Um, and three mm. nil, I mean, they still, they make a couple of changes, Rob, but it's still an, an incredibly talented team that they can always yeah. put out. So they, they coast into it, yeah. the FA Cup final. Um, but no, did you take a good look at this one? Did you get to, get to see it? Uh, I didn't have great look. I, had a, a look. I mean, Sheffield went in a sort of three-five-two. Plenty of bodies in midfield. We're going to make it difficult for City to play. But City played in this kind of strange sort of three-four-three kind of situation with Gomez floating on that left left-hand mm-hmm. side. Um, that made just men different, as you say. They, they have so many ways they can open you up, Rob. They have so much possession, your concentration. And Sheffield United, were, you know, were doing what you, you, you'd expect and hope them to do yeah. for, for many peers. But then, you know, it's funny how with this City team, isn't it? You know, the team can be playing. The team can play so well, everybody, and then somebody has a day, doesn't they? You know, it's generally been Haaland's day, or you know, Jack mm-hmm. has his day, or KDB has his day. You know, it's Riaz Mahrez's day. Yeah, who's, great day. He's kind day. of been in and out a little bit lately. Yeah. And then you know, a hat trick. You know, just just <laughs> that's what kills you with, with this team. Yeah. They bring you know Bernardo Silva's been in now. Yeah. He comes in the other week. You know, in the Champions League and just brilliant for for and it just you know. Foden's back in the in the ranks, yeah. which must be um, not great news for everybody else in the league and, and in Europe. So yeah, it was me. Uh, Riyad Mahrez. I think he's first player for many years in, to score a hat trick in the semi final. Gets Man City into the final, close it. Well, one part of that treble, Rob, that they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I guess we haven't spoke about it, you know, as much as maybe we mm. should have done. Um, I mean, they're they're favourites to win the Premier League title. Um, of course, an FA Cup yeah. final is a, is a toss-up. Maybe the hardest bit is the Real Madrid part in the, in the Champions League. But, but yeah, we'll monitor it. Um, yeah. But as you said, like Bernardo mm-hmm. Silva plays in, in wide right. You switch out for Riyad Mahrez, comes in and scores a hat-trick in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. quite remarkable how the, not only is the squad talented, but everybody's chomping at the bit to play. And when they play, they do mm-hmm. great things. It's a testament, of course, to Pep and keeping everybody happy. And, 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 and mixing yeah. around the game time. So, no, City, City make it through to the final, as do, my friend, Manchester United. It was difficult, difficult yeah. work for them at, uh, at Wembley today. They really go difficult. through, I think it was 7-6 on penalties. I know it went 7-6, 7-6 seven, six. Seven, six in yeah. the end on penalties, yeah. Solly Marsh hit one over, didn't he? Yeah. And um, yeah. Lindelof scored to, to get United through. <coughs> yeah, I thought... But, um, um, I thought yeah, was, listen, it's not, it's not often... I've seen Manchester United play in a, in a cup fin- semi-final of any nature and were pretty 
happy to allow the well at times had to let the opposition have more possession Rob and dominate the ball it, it, it was quite eye opening and, and Brighton's build up play at times and they were you know, without doubt on the eye the better team yes. uh, couldn't find the back in there um, had one or two opportunities where they just either took an extra touch poor touch poor decision and lasted. but I think like Pep said their build up Rob at times to get anywhere yeah. towards the last yeah. third is Wow, as different and as as many facets and, and dimensions as as I've seen for a long time. No, and we've grown to really enjoy this team, particularly this season, which has taken a bit yeah. further on. Even more risk, but calculated risks in terms of Deserbi, yeah. Pascal Gross at right back, Estupanian Rob. When they're building yeah. up, they're really, really high. They're really, really high in advance. Yeah, fullbacks, they don't mind playing out. Mm. I got to say. And maybe I should have had as my underappreciated player, but I t- I'll tell you, Rob, who's that? Lewis a, Dunk. A, Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk. How yeah. good is he, by yeah. the way? How yeah, good is he with the ball? How good is he defending? He's mean, been there forever. Like, what, there what a good many better centre-backs at the moment no, there playing out the back than, than Lewis Dunk, by the way. No, absolutely right. And, and the way that they play, they, in the first half, I'm watching the game, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is really happening. We know that United like mm. to possess. You look at the midfield of Casemiro, Bruno yeah. and, and Eriksson, I'm yeah. like, wow, this is a strong side. Martial's playing, Rashford's playing, Anthony's mm. playing. There's a strong side, apart from the back four. Yes, Man United fans, we know that the, some of your best defenders are not, are not uh, playing right now. Yeah. Luke Shaw continues to do a brilliant job, I feel, when he plays centre-back. Um, but the football from Brighton, mm-hmm. they, in the first 45 minutes, Rob, they definitely made De Gea yeah. work more. Both goalkeepers were, were worked. Absolutely. But De Gea had worked. to make yeah, better saves. Yeah, Sanchez came with a couple of saves. I thought yeah. second half was a, mm. was a little bit more stronger for Manchester United. Rob, I thought they came a little stronger in the second yeah. half. Yeah, after the first um, 10, 15 minutes, and then I the thought Brighton went on, started. Brighton came yeah, back they got into the game. Yeah, Brighton came back. Mm. And, you know, I, I felt... It, it, you know, I, I'm not sure what the, ex, the expected goals was, but I, at the end of it, I'm thinking, I think yeah. probably Brighton were probably the best side um, over the piece, yeah, but it probably. comes down to penalties and... Um, Pretty good blooming penalties, apart from Solly Marsh. Yeah. Solly Marsh had a good game. Oh, 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 I thought Solly yeah. Marsh had a really good yeah. game. His penalty was the was the yeah. Uh, he's a good player. Isn't was it? the poor one, but wow, what what? Yeah, a it's good, a shame. It was a shame it had to be lost that way. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. proud day for Brighton. I'm sure the fans are happy. And at one point, Rob, I was watching the Brighton fans and you know FA Cup semi final playing at Wembley, having more ball than Man United. Yeah. Like, and I know. Listen, it's about getting to the final because yeah. that's the big thing, and obviously you're going on to win it if you can. But it must be, you know, when you lose Graham Potter and you think maybe, oh, what's going to happen to us? Yeah. Wow, they're, they're in such a great spot at the moment. Yeah. Such a great spot at the moment. I mean, just a few um, players, Rob. Yeah, it must be I, great. I, I just and and what's sad about this, and and we've seen this with um, other teams in Premier League and in other. So I'm thinking of the uh, the Monaco yeah. side with Bernardo yeah, Silva. A little bit. They're going to they're going to yeah. get they're going to get. Yeah. The big club is going to come yeah. in for some of their players. Moises Caicedo looked a million bucks in midfield. Caicedo looked really, player, really good. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, good. another example of, of brilliant recruitment, Julio Enciso, the 19-year-old mm. Paraguayan, Rob, that looks silky playing up yeah. in behind Danny Welbeck. Yeah. They've got, they got so like many, good, so many yeah. good performers. Pascal Gross is a right-back, so versatile. Um, but mm. I just think, again, that Enciso, you talk about players to watch for the future silky little midfield player is yeah. going to play more and more yeah. and there's more to come from Brighton there's more to come Bonanate yeah. is another player that and that's why I think Rob you know that 
at some point they you know they fatten them up. I think they get them on decent contracts like they've done with Caicedo. And at some point, if the right money comes in, only with the right money, then they sell. And they've got others in the conveyor belt. That, you know, it's a proper recruitment yeah. system that they've got really set up. Good. And you know, fair play to them. Just just one point, mate. I, I, I wanted to just ask you about this because I had a bit of a debate on a bit of a radio show just on the Wembley semi-finals and it was more based on the Man United Sheffield United final now I don't know if you saw much of the the game but there was a lot Um, of picture shots where there's a lot of empty seats down on the lower lower stand and you know I heard quite an interesting debate and and I kind of got both sides of the argument but I I quite understood why there was a few sort of Sheffield United and Manchester United fans saying why are we still having to travel all the way down to Wembley yep. for a semi-final? There's two clubs in the north that we've got all the yeah. travel, we've got all the expense. Why can't that be played on a neutral northern ground yep. that would sell out 50,000, yep. 60,000? You'd have a brilliant atmosphere and we save Wembley for the, yep. for the finals. And, and, you know, we both played in, in FA Cup semi-finals and both were neutral grounds. That, that, that's how it was back in the day. Wembley was the day you go. And yes. I know now they play Wembley for the revenues and FA won extra money and all that kind of stuff. But I'm kind of for the, you know, let's, let's take it back to two neutral grounds. And why should Sheffield United fans and Man United fans have to travel? You know, that could be done at Villa Park or somewhere, up, you know, up in the north of the country that, that can house those those fans. Yeah. They'd, fill, they'd fill it out. There'd be a brilliant atmosphere. They've got an hour maybe to travel instead of all the way down to London, all the expense, all the way getting back with trains and, and rail strikes and all those things. Yeah. Where do you stand with the, with the semi-finals and Wembley? Yeah, don't like it. Don't like it. I, I don't like, apart from the travel, where you've got two northern clubs, it makes sense to have it mm. north. But I just don't like the fact that, goodness, you know, and we can go back, we can talk of this as, as, as kids watching this FA Cup final at Wembley. It was yeah. the game in English yeah. football. It was the game. Mm. The, the Premier League then, or Division 1 it was called, of course, was important. But the FA yeah. Cup final was the game. There was coverage from the first thing you got up mm. in the morning all the way through. It was an incredibly exciting game to watch. And now, to water that yeah. down, to play teams, to get to... It was always to get to Wembley. I got to, I got to Wembley. I yeah. played at Wembley where I dreamed yeah. about. I, yeah. You know, I watched yeah. games at Wembley, the old Wembley Stadium, and I got to play there. And it was incredibly <laughs> special because it was the final. You know... Would I feel the same way if I've already played there in a semi-final? So I'm with you 100% on that. Again, Rob, and, and we might not be 100% correct, but the, the, there's, a, there's a thought out there that it is about revenue for, for paying for Wembley and the Football yeah, Association, the FA. which is a bit yeah. of another money taking over. And, and, and you know, mm, and, I, and yeah. I hate this more and more, the game's about money and who can make money from this and more games and everything else. So there is a bit of that, I yeah. think paying for the new Wembley Stadium, but I'm with you, let alone the fact that it makes total sense to play it. I think we played one of, we played an FA, we played a League Cup final, we played at Hillsborough. I played a semi-final, yeah. I think, at Villa Park. I, I definitely played at least, Villa I played Park, one yeah. at Old Trafford. We lost to Arsenal in uh, around about 2000s in the FA yeah. Cup semi-final at, at Old Trafford. So th- there's tons of, there's tons of, obviously you wouldn't play this in Old Trafford, mm. but there, there are options. And and leave yeah. Wembley to the final. Yeah. Well, well, good point. Yeah. And I, I'm absolutely on board. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just disappointing. 
Okay, mate. Uh, well, disappointment. I think that's what's swirling around um, at the Emirates at the moment. Three draws in the last three games mean that, simply put, Arsenal have to go to the Etihad on Wednesday and win, while Spurs, they got a spanking by Newcastle in an embarrassing performance at St James's Park. We're going to be back on Wednesday. That's Wednesday, April 26th to view what most people are calling the biggest game of the season. Man City host Arsenal. And there's lots of other important games during the midweek that we'll touch on on all areas of the table. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Mossy together with two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. <laughs>